don't know what she looks like, but I'm assuming it's like Mandy, <laughs> except for a little bit whiter and possibly more Floridian. She actually, like, the the big joke growing up is that she looked like post-surgery Michael Jackson. Because she, Whoa. again, very white and has, like, an upturned Whoa. nose. Whoa. Yep. Never mind. Yep. Uh, <laughs> never mind. What? Who is post-surgery Michael Jackson? Like, I don't know. Like Michael Jackson is post-surgery no, Michael like, Jackson. After, after all, like the nose surgeries and being a very, we're talking very about like I feel like, like five years before death, Michael. Yeah. Not not I fucked um, uh, Elvis Presley's daughter. You don't like Rock My World, Michael Jackson? Yeah, no, we're talking about more like uh, This Is It, Michael Jackson. Uh, I really don't know much about Michael Jackson. Like, I like his songs, he, but I never was like... Do you like, think Beyonce was is big? I, Michael, no, I know that. Michael know. Jackson uh, wouldn't stop until he got enough, and I, th- I, think, there <laughs> were, I think there were five But he's him, bad. And that's... And he's bad. He's, he's bad. He was a smooth criminal. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But, um, hey, hey, Lamar. Hey, Tyler. Oh, shit, was recording? Hi, Tyler. Oh, my God. Hey, Peeker. Uh, Hi. Welcome. It's been a a bit, Tyler. It it has been a bit. We've been busy, but we've had a lot of bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. And, um, but, uh, hey, uh, LA Comic Con's coming up. LA Comic Con is coming up, and, uh, by the time this comes up, like, by the weekend? No, this is coming out a whole week before. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a week. Yeah, before. so next weekend I'm on seven panels somehow. God, well, it's six and a half. Unfortunately, I'm so this is sad. This my first LA Comic Con. This is your first? My very first. This is my. I went on year two, and okay. on, and then this is our third year having panels. Last year I had a, just myself had I had six panels that I ran, and produced and everything. And this year, I only have three, and the rest of them, I'm moderating or on other people's panels. I know this is the pot calling the kettle black, but that's too many panels. Yeah, so. okay, this is coming from some, <laughs> this is coming from somebody who had half of the panels at ALA. <laughs> um, I have you know that statistically, third, it was forty two percent. Only a third of the panels, goddammit. Um. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear from. I actually I, I submitted both an unnecessary debates normal mm-hmm. and unnecessary debates eighteen plus. Yes, and two of the people who are on there are also on the podcast. I'm going to introduce them in a second. But how many panels are you have you submitted I've so submitted far? To ALA? So far, twelve panels. I still need to make two more uh, two more entries for uh, the underage versions of some shows nice so okay. i have um, wait underage wait what so so uh, <laughs> i did a show called uh make me laugh at, at ax which is basically get somebody up on the stage yeah trying to make them laugh you the scream at they, them until yeah, the they start they crying don't laugh, the more so my parents used to play that game with me where they just scream at you until you cry <laughs> it wasn't very funny it wasn't very funny <laughs> but anyway um what AX taught me because I forgot to click the 18 plus thing and they gave me a six o'clock slot and I had a bunch of preteens in there. Wait, ALA or AX? AX, sorry. Uh, AX, I forgot to check 18. Oh. And so the, the preteens really loved it. Like they were on fire for that show. Unfortunately, I casted a bunch of uh, adult comics. So it was really awkward when they was like, hey, mother. Uh, hey, Papa but Smurf. Anyway, I don't know. I realized like- that there's a. Content. There's places for entertainment for people under 18, so I'm starting to make more. If you need like somebody that. who does terrible, terrible jokes that hopefully can make a five year old laugh, you would probably be super good for the <laughs> for the under 18. I just I just bring out the animal balloons and just majorly fail. I've never been able to make a balloon animal, and that's a terrible thing a that I, I I don't know what it's a snake. Yes, it's I mean snake. 
Snack. Speaking of snake, I'm just kidding. That's one of the worst segues. Do this. No, do the segue, Tyler. Do I'm the segue. Which I'm one joking. are we introducing, no, Tyler? Totally no, no. Which one of these are snakes, Tyler? There's no right I'm answer. <laughs> I'm the snake. I was the snake the whole time. Oh the... God, he should not be an asshole. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just really funny in my head, and I never would have been able I could, to. I could save you by being like, "Oh, I'm a Slytherin." That's what you were referring to. No, That's what you were referring. I'm just a terrible person and host. <laughs> this is why only my mom listens. But we have two amazing guests, two amazing friends, and you guys are amazing. And you have three panels at LA Comic Con. You're you're busy. Uh, you know what I love about this is you're looking at me and saying you, but this is an audio medium. Yes. <laughs> and you also you haven't in- actually introduced either of us yet. Oh, just, yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> it's okay to be bad can... at your job publicly. Because Absolutely. Then, at the very least, then everyone's going to make fun it. of you. I can yeah. tell that Ben has never listened to this podcast if yeah. we thought we actually introduced anybody. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my panel? Because <laughs> I'm just uh, like, yeah. and... Yeah. You and me, that guy. Uh, yeah, I submitted three panels, and then they were all greenlit. And then they sent that email out that said, "Oops, we accidentally said it so that everyone looks like they're greenlit." Yep. Go and check your me. panels. And then I went and looked at the panels, and they were still all greenlit. So the three panels I submitted are all happening. Hey, I got a question for you. What the hell's your name, and who are you? Oh, that's a good, good question. Uh, I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, what is your name, and who are you? So the answer to the question. Oh, uh, what's your social security number? Two. It's seven three. No. Uh, it's uh, my name is Ben Padden. I am a British-born comedian, comedy writer, YouTuber, podcastsman. Uh, and I've lived in LA for 12 Your years. Your belly flop champion, 2015. Don't forget speedrunner. I'm, yeah, <laughs> speed I'm a world record speedrunner, that is That's correct. Right. I hold the world record for the 1993 point-and-click adventure game, Simon the Sorcerer, starring Chris Barry, who played Rimmer on Red Bull. What's, what's, the, what's the time? Uh, I think 58 minutes, 48 seconds. I was the first person to crack under an hour. It's a great game. It's on um, good old games. It's on GOG.com is what they're called now, I guess. Was it? Uh, GOG.com have it for like, I think, eight bucks. And it's on Steam as well. What? It's on Steam. Summon the Sorcerer. Uh, But I also, uh, I'm one of the writers and I'm also the the game master for the Doctor Who role-playing game actual play podcast, um, The Game of Rassilon, which we just finished our first season. I'm almost caught up. I love, I love it so much. And uh, we also have, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, there's gonna... a kitty. Hi, kitty. <laughs> That's my cat. That's DiGiorno. And also we have Mandy Quesadilla. Mandy Quesadilla, which I, I was curious of like how, like, you don't know how to pronounce my last name and you went for the easy way. Well, I, I always think with cosplayers, you don't want the last name out. And I fully support that too. Yeah, that's true. Some people do. I always I, yeah, so I am Mandy Okendo, and I go by Quesadilla because nobody would know how the hell to pronounce That's my the last first name. First time I've heard you actually say Wait, your say last again? name, Okendo. Oh, which I would have never gotten anywhere yeah. close because, to that. And then I would tell people like the Q; it's pronounced like K, like Quesadilla, because it's a uh, Hispanic last name. And then people just thought my last name was Quesadilla. I was going to call you Quisha. Just kidding. I was not. <laughs> I just it just sounded really Tyler, funny in my head. Tyler, Tyler, it sounded Tyler, so funny in my head. Tyler. Get out. What? Get out. <laughs> you have to do an entire tour where you have to go to historic black colleges and say, why I was <laughs> you wrong. have to apologize. <laughs> 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 I didn't, that, that did not mean to mean go, that. <laughs> go the other direction with it. Go the Louis C.K. direction and just do shows in red states talking about how unfair, unfairly you were treated for masturbating. Is that what women. he's doing right now? Because yeah. I know he's performing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's... Oh, no. Uh, 
Well, that's where comedy is. Fun stuff. Well, we'll hear more about you guys and everything right you after You asked we... me a question and then asked me who I was and then wouldn't let me answer the question. Because we're going to interview you after we do the well, unnecessary fine. debate. God. Fine. So Jesus. nobody knows why I'm here. And be like, oh, I do cosplay and nobody knows my last name. <laughs> no, it's I deserve to be here, here, I guess. You're, you're here because you're a mystery. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're here to solve something. <laughs> I mean, it also, it does also, because like the things that I do, I'm like, oh, I do cosplay. I do modeling. I do a lot of visual foddery, which does not really work on a podcast. Wow. So just, ima- just imagine my boobs right now, because that's... <laughs> I only think of Lamar's Sorry, boobs. I had a thought there. They said, <laughs> Imagine my boobs. I was like, "Well, there goes that thought." That's uh, what that's what that John Lennon song is about. It's just about imagine all the thottery. <laughs> yes. Also, but you do do. Yeah, I said do do. You you uh, comedy also because oh, yeah. you're going to well, be doing stand up. I will be doing comedy. We'll see whether that is a thing I do or a thing that I will never do again. If you want to watch me fall on my face. That'll be a thing. You've seen me. You can see me do that in Who's Line almost every time. I yes. think I always end oh, up on the floor. We changed the name. We changed I'm sorry, the name my of the improv show. academia. Yes, we ha- f those other people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because there are other people who have who have called their thing Who's Line is it anime, and we've thought let's not yeah. associate ourselves with those people. But we did call it that, so I guess yes. technically every one of them of yes. the we shall not name it. I think I always ended yeah. up on the floor somehow. <laughs> Although we should point out the the uh, my improv academia that we're doing at LA Comic Con. My roommate Luke is going to be uh, filling in for Shelby. I just got booked to do a Broning Con. That's amazing. Next year is going to be great. It's, just, it's you and John Delancey. End of list. What are you What are you doing at the Broning Con? Comedy. Okay. Is it in LA? I was hoping no, like, do you get to do co- uh, comedy like on a pony? No. Oh. First thing, I'm not getting on any goddamn pony. But the thing is, is that I did a show last year for this place called BronyCon in San Francisco. But I Wait, thought, what? Yeah. I so I got booked to do BronyCon from another comedian friend of mine. Uh, her name is used to be Soap. Um, we booked uh, a show and. I bombed because the bronies are very welcoming and inclusive people. Yes. So I do like the whole, hey, guys, my tummy's too big. And they're like, no, you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man, my mom really messed me up. I was like, but I'm sure she hugs you. I'm like, guys, guys, <laughs> stop <laughs> being so supportive. Stop We're making all me feel magical good. friends here, dude. And that's yeah. how you ended up in group therapy. Magic friendship. <laughs> it, was, it was. It wasn't a brony con. It was just an intervention and it, con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all there. Do you not remember? No, like four hundred people. One Bro- person. Bronies, bronies are great. And I, I got to interview. Um, that's yeah, a sentence you wouldn't I, have been able to say four years ago. It's great. I love it. Because they're not furries. It's a completely separate group. No, yeah. no, no. Nothing wrong with furries either. Furries are, for the most part, fine. There's, there are subsets in most communities no, of my bad owners. But bronies had a, a reputation, I want to yeah. say, four or five years ago. I will reiterate that we are anime fans. Uh, so we ain't able I'm to say shit. I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm working in comics, comics and film. But I like Doctor Who, yeah. so I can't speak to yeah. anyone about anything. We all come from different anything. places. I'm a, I'm yeah. a liar in all these categories. I, I love just... I love everything, or at least have a lot of respect for. it. We like, all got our own fancy trash cans. Yeah, <laughs> fancy trash cans. Speaking of fancy trash cans, do you have anything that's unnecessary for us to debate about? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have an unnecessary Good debate segue. question. Thank you so much. And I am a, I'm a dumpster fire. I'm a walking dumpster fire. Let's debate that. No, you're not. Thanks, mom. Yes, um, you are. <laughs> but the question is. 
The, the unnecessary debate question is going to be one of my favorite ones. Is is there anything The Rock can't do? So we all have to figure out something well, that The Rock can't do. Would this poses first? an interesting question. Could The Rock make a smell so strong even he could not smell it? Ooh. So he so so yeah. So he can't make a smell that he can't smell. Is that or can or the, he can't he can't cook something? Can the, can the Rock cook something so densely packed with aroma that even he could not smell it? Oh wow! It's, oh yeah, it's kind of like, okay. What would happen? Because I guess John Cena, you can't see me, but you can probably still smell John. I was like trying to think of some <laughs> elaborate thing of like the Rock is cooking yeah. John Cena, so you can't <laughs> smell. Yeah, this should be pointed. The Rock's vision is largely built on motion, like I a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I swear to God, in ten years, like when they're not like making all these action movies because they are older, like because you know, I don't know if you know this, but we're mortal and we all can't just. Wait. No, that's not true. That's oh, yeah, true. I'm sorry, Ben. I forgot. That was really insensitive. I'm, going I'm sorry. Ben's gonna live forever, and it's and it's gonna be insane. That beard. I, I'm so jealous of your beard, by the way. Um, Why? What? What? This is so good. It's just oh, the only thing this beard represents is a fundamental failure of personal hygiene. Like it's just, it's just. I should shave, and I don't do I that. <laughs> Lamar, what is the visual covering? gag you guys seeing is the other beard holding people. We're covering yes. our beards now. Yeah, she's going. I, I wash. I know. I yes, I I've washed once. Seventy-five <laughs> percent of the people uh, on this uh, podcast have a beard, and the other twenty-five are a beard because Mandy is dating. <laughs> no. You are a beard in spirit. Yeah. Nope, I in got, beard reality. I haven't what? shaved my legs in a bit, so there could be something <laughs> down there. Dang it! Wow. I did. I'm just kidding. No. Wow! <laughs> wow! But um, Jokes. <laughs> I like it. All right. What, what else? Anybody else? What else? What is what is something that The Rock can't do? Free Sean Connery. What? Yes. Oh, I get it. Oh, it's a solid, solid joke. It's, it's, a, solid. it's a very like dated it. joke for those of you over the age of thirty. I think that's my I'm favorite. Very proud of you. I think that's really like my favorite. Um, uh, what's their what's the direct Michael Bay movie? Was that a Michael Bay? Yeah, movie? Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think that's that my before explosions could be digitized. I think that's my favorite Michael Bay movie. He had to just he had to actually blow shit up. Over Bad Boys he, Two, Bad Boys Two was fantastic. Bad Boys Two is great. I will give him that, but not even him. He didn't do. He didn't make it great. They're it's, doing it's their chemistry is so good. They're doing a third Bad Boys, right? I know. Yeah, is Bad it called Boys Bad Boys Three? Because What's of Bill. Because uh, because of Bill. Bill and Ted. I feel like that's like, like like we got the Bill and Ted movie, and then now they're making another Beverly Hills Cop movie, even though the fail the uh, the, the TV, TV show failed. failed. Yeah, and like it's so weird. Like the Bill and Ted thing is just steamrolling again. Like I I, I appreciate nostalgia, yeah. but damn. So that's one thing. I My, don't think that The Rock. Could kill nostalgia. My 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 favorite thing about the That's Bad Boys movie, the the the, the um, what it should have been in Europe. The films actually have a different have different titles because when I hear it's like Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, and they're yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. yeah they're in, not so great boys and not so in, great boys. No, two. no, in <laughs> Europe it's it's Bad Boy, Bad Boys, Bad Boy Three. <laughs> You know what they should do? You should named be... him based on grammar, you bastards. No, it's it. That's a fun joke about the Alien franchise. Thank you very oh, much. Yes, I thank it. you. I understand. Oh, it is. It, it is Alien Three. You're right. What yeah. is, so what is the bad boy version of Prometheus? Uh, the bad boy version of <laughs> Pain and Gain. Yes. <laughs> Pain and Gain. Uh, um, no, oh my god! I have something. I know something for a fact that The Rock can't do because I watched it fail. Did anybody remember The Rock Clock? No. The Rock, the Clock? Rock Clock. I was one of the early adopters of The Rock Clock. The Rock had an app 
for a bit where it was an alarm clock and it had special alarms that was the rock yelling. Like, and sometimes it would just be him yelling beep, beep, beep. And it was... This is amazing. But it failed. How? I don't know. It just stopped. Like, it was around the time, I think he was working on Jumanji, but then, because part of it, it had a setting where you could wake up the same time The Rock did, and there was, like, a video of, like, The Rock doing things. Oh, I can't wake up the same time that motherfucker wakes up. (laughs) Yeah, no. But I was... I I guarantee you he gets up at 4.30. This is, like, the Jeremy Renner app before the Jeremy Renner app. Because then there was a period of time that I was getting up earlier, because I had it set, because I was doing it, and it puts in a goal, and my goal was to write fanfic, so I would wake up early every morning whenever the rock got up and then he would do a uh, hundred push-ups and i would write about fictional people kissing that would be uh, that honestly would be like a really great like youtube channel like it's like the the diary of somebody who gets up at the same time as the rock and writes fan fiction <laughs> and it's just, it just called and it's like yeah the rock inspired but then, fan fiction but then he started just like he was then spending it to advertise a movie so then he was waking up at 6 a.m which was like too late like i already have to get ready for work at that time so wait, wait, I wait. Was, so what time was he getting up before? Beforehand, he was getting up at like 3.30, 4.30 a.m. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No. Uh, but you no. could also you could also alternatively just set your own time for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's too early to smell it, what the rock is But then cooking. it stopped. You, 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 you go big or you go home. You go, you, you go rock or you don't. <laughs> Why then, would you go big when you can go home? Yes, Why yeah. would you even choose the big option? My point being that then he started waking up at 7. He was like, no, I was up. I was up at 4 a.m. and now you're not here until 6.30 and then you're telling me to go watch Jumanji mm-hmm. and be like, no, I was here for you to inspire me to write about anime characters fucking. So The so the Rock can't have a successful app. Mine was Did The, the app, Rock can't but, kill nostalgia. By the way, your 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 fanfic like it, like went straight up to the moon. They started by like gentle kissing and now there's this full pounding. Like well, I wrote I wrote like a full thing, and then I wrote like I wrote bonus fucking. Ah. So I wrote like the full story, and then there's a separate like it was like oh well this would fit in this pit like a booty call. I, yeah. So the question I have is, did the rock figure into any of your fanfic, and if not, why not? I know because he wasn't there long. Like again, he was there for the start of it, and then it was a good inspiration bit because I had yeah. already got the ball rolling. And it kind oh of- no, you should have written a fic where you start writing at the you started writing this fic at the time when the Rock was getting up at the an hour you wanted him to. So you start writing about the fucking, and then he starts getting up later and he lets you down. So he just gets edged, which he's not into. He's not into that. Uh, Can you smell where the Rock is edging? Now no. I'm very upset because I now know that there's probably fanfic of the Rock and Triple H. "Quote unquote wrestling." I mean, I would read yeah, it. Yeah, they broadcast it on the oh Sci-Fi Channel. Oh my god! Oh my god! like, no. "Do you want this rock bottom?" I want and just <laughs> fucking <laughs> downward dog. That shit is yeah. fucking terrible. That I, exists in the world uh, now. I, I, I would rather a. I, I'm doing an Ao3 search right now. I would rather. Oh I would rather a fan fiction between The Rock and King Booker. Just, just him, the like, King Booker. Be good. Here, there's so much great in the world, and they just go on nice date, and King Booker okay. becomes a good so guy again. This is, this is okay. This needs to be fan art. It needs to be um, uh, John Cena pegging Dwayne Johnson, and the tag is just rock bottom. Like Wait, that. <laughs> I need, I need. I am now on Ark of Our Own. There is in the rock. In the, oh, there in eight, the rocks, Texas. Who's behind me? I can't see you, and or something like that. There, I, I, no, that was terrible. There are 85 works in the. Category Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The very first one is an Overwatch fic starring Reaper and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Because that's, in fucking, that's a fandom. It is that's explicit. I will say the Rock was in Doom, so it's not much of a stretch. I've got it. 
John Cena is pegging Dwayne Johnson from behind. John Cena says, you can't see me. Yeah. Because he's from behind. Or he could just say Shrek is love, Shrek is love. The, the second fic <laughs> is an all ages fic where, the, where uh, WWE people have Pokemon. It sounds very cute. That, okay, that sounds adorable. You know what we need to do? We need to do a live, a line read of that, of that fanfic and just have a group of people. Yes. With the author's it, permission. Yes. Oh, absolutely. so fucking awkward when people read other people's fanfic without their permission. Let's do it. I I, I, I I love like the one web series. I don't know if you anybody likes. We're all kind of weeb's here, like with the Persona Four. I'm the, weeb adjacent. Yeah, you're weeb adjacent. I, I'm, I'm, there. I'm weeb. I'm behind. So like I'm like I'm like I'm I'm trying to catch up. Weeb. I'm I'm just old. Yeah, there it is. There I, it is. I that's have, what that's what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Ao3 down, <laughs> but I need you to. Okay, so there's one that I scrolled by. It's called Scooby Doo and the Gang Defeat Thanos. Um, it's rated teen, but check out the list of characters that are named in this. There is, oh, because they always have guests. They always have guests. They always have guests. There is Norville Shaggy Rogers, Fred Jones, <laughs> Daphne Blake, Velma Dinkley, Scooby-Doo, okay. Snoop Dogg, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Thanos yes! from Marvel, Robert Downey Jr., Jeff Bezos, Scrappy-Doo, Jake Paul, and then crack crossover. Oh, crack. it's doing so can, well. Can you can you please send these to me? Because <laughs> I want to contact the authors so badly. We can do okay. Okay. So alright, so we all have our answers. Mine, I guess so. My, mine was the rock can't kill nostalgia. Yours is the rock can't can do the something. Rock cook some something with a scent so dense even he could not smell it. And then yours is Can't have it a successful app. He's a just as bad as Jeremy Renner. Uh, I said free Sean Connery, but I already know I lost. Okay. So, so th- those are our answers, and now we're gonna get to the meat the, the, the grittiness of it. We're all here because we're all going to LA Comic Con doing yes. a bunch of other awesome things. Now we get to talk about you two guys, mm. people. Yeah. We are here with two amazing people that I love very, very dearly. And uh, we are all going to have a very packed, awesome, epic, yes. epic weekend at LA Comic Con. I mean, exciting. I have to do one thing. Yes. Y'all are the ones so where well, a lot of things happen. Okay, first off, you're going to cosplay, right? Um, probably. That's like a lot. Yeah, I'm. I'm likely going to be doing a lazy cosplay, so not not that much. That's what I It'll do be every mostly day. just be wearing. <laughs> like most of the effort will be living in Spanx. <laughs> See, I cosplay every day as somebody who has their shit together, and and it's just kind of it's really cheap and falling apart. It's still very good. <laughs> yeah, it's not at all. Thank you. That's the angle I was going for. Yes. <laughs> um, I was checking the schedule for uh, LA Comic Con. It looks like everything, at least. That you two are doing, Ben and Mandy, is Saturday, and like that's it. It's like a full I'm, day. I'm doing uh, Saturday is something. Something's happening. It's uh, my improv academia. My improv academia is on Saturday at I believe three, three o'clock. Yep. And then Sunday is Would I Lie to You and Bucko's Modern Laugh. What time? Oh, both of those are Sunday. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I've been told that I should show up to those. Yeah, because you you you're in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. What what time are the ones on Sunday? That's okay, but and, but you're gonna be on the panel. What panel? Which one are you gonna be on? Yes, I am going to be on. Is it Bucko's Modern Laugh? Mm-hmm. I guess I I saw doing a stand up show. And this oh, is your first time doing stand up. Yes, it is my first time doing a stand up. Are you writing things, or are you gonna kind of go up there and just go crazy? Go. Uh, I've been I've been writing a lot. Well, mostly I've been just been writing down stuff as I think of them. So I. Um, 
I was actually talking about this with a therapist earlier, but uh, so I am I am autistic, which means that I spend a lot of my time trying to rehearse things, yeah. which is also very good for doing a comedy thing because I have already I have already uh, rehearsed this social interaction. Mm -hmm. So it's like now it's just writing it down and doing it for five minutes. I think there are a lot of high functioning autistic, um, you know, comedians out Thousands. there. Thousands. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of them and they're unbelievable and amazing. And I think there's some that are still uh, not even diagnosed and like it's, it's, that's fat, it's awesome. I'm I, I, I will share an interesting autism fact that I learned very recently. Uh, Anthony Hopkins uh, was diagnosed with autism at the age of 70. Yeah. I did not yes. know that. I just learned that this week. Yeah, and there's a lot of, because uh, there's a lot of, like, neurodivergent activists that I follow, and they talk a lot about, like, well, yeah, stuff like acting is good, because we are kind of forced to do that all the time, not understanding social interactions, but kind of doing it anyway, because somebody told them, like, I'm not feeling this, but I know this is how people are supposed yeah, to yeah. react. Yeah, and it's, yeah, but, so you... You rehearsing and you doing something like? Do you feel like chicken tonight? Chicken. T <laughs> wow! That, thank you, man. It's been a bit. <laughs> the best like thing is you did this exact same thing a week ago. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> do you feel like it kind of helps being surrounded by a lot of comedians? You know. Yes, definitely, and it's especially the kind of atmosphere for doing the convention comedy, which La Lamar is a big person in. Like putting all of those together, In it seems like well. yeah, it seems like a very, it seems like a very welcoming thing, and I kind of know like oh, like worst case scenario, I completely freak out and I bomb, and I'm there for two minutes. I kind of trust and be like, y'all just get me off stage, get me off stage, and just do something else. But here's the other <laughs> thing though, even if you bomb, you still did it and you still tried, unlike ninety nine percent of the audience. So this is what I tell a lot of people when I do like I say I do anime comedy and stuff like that. One, we are in a beautiful bubble within this mm -hmm. community because th those people who go to that show, they're not drunken assholes who decide to randomly do something. They're not just bumbling off the street or they're not other comedians judging you. These are regular people who just want to be entertained. So they're there for you to succeed. So they're not... Street comedy, regular comedy, comedy store, stuff like that. You have the people there for fun, but you have a lot of people who are there to judge. And you read yeah. it. But in the anime comedy community, you it's pure people who want you to succeed. Yeah. And the other part about it, I say, is uh, sometimes bombing is funnier than succeeding. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, nine times out of ten, when you've seen me do comedy on anime... I come with a plan. People think I don't have a plan. I do. You tell it's, us you don't have a plan. I don't, sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do have a plan. And you're, it you're, like, you're like you're like you're like the Cylons in the Galactica Rebirth. <laughs> We've got a plan. We've got a plan. Uh, um, um, uh, I don't know. We'll do um, a prequel movie uh, about it, and it won't make sense. Dicks. Well, here's the thing. I have a plan. Those jokes don't work. I say fuck it and just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? You you are such a like you just. It's your personality. You're just one of those people who is just easily read. Like it's it's, for lack of better words, it's you're just very black and white. Like you you That's you racist. know. Saw that coming. Thank you, <laughs> black, <laughs> lady, thank you. Black, black and white, mostly one more than the other. <laughs> only by default. And um, only only. By <laughs> default. But like, but uh, you, 
you come from you have a very big personality and you're very very welcoming and that's literally just the first thing that you you get from just seeing you in your body language and everything else yeah about i you. think it's a lot for you like your body language and kind of like the way that so even when things aren't going your way your presence always makes it seem like you're in control even mm, though like absolutely. i know that was for likely yeah. not where you intended for that to go but it seems like no you know exactly like there you're in couple, control yeah. of the bus so, and there are a couple comedians like that like joe coy yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to share something because I, when I first met Lamar was at the late comedy showcase at Anime Expo in two, 2016. 16. We were both finalists. We both made it to the final six. And Lamar's whole thing was just getting up and saying, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and my whole thing was made of jokes I've been working on, so in some cases for many years. And Lamar wins. <laughs> and I, with my Doctor Who tie clip, did not. Now, at the time, I remember thinking, you motherfucker. <laughs> but one of the things, like, because we've done, I've lost count of the number of comedy shows so we've done together now at conventions, point. at, at boba places, at cafes, at clubs, yeah. etc. Like, I genuinely love watching what you do because even though, you know, as we've gotten to know each other, I know that there is a, there's a certain degree of, like, structure and planning in what you do. Yeah. What you do still feels so unpredictable and it is a real joy to you i've said this to you before to your face and behind your back and i will continue to say it until i am dead you are one of my all-time favorite comedians and i feel incredibly privileged and exceptionally lucky to have gotten to share a stage with you and to, get to continue to share a stage with you i and i want to i want to turn over to you i i absolutely love your comedy and the thing about you i'm just trying to like give as much praise all you guys because one thing I think you guys deserve you. it and you guys are like i love your presence i love your presence on stage because you are you have characterized yourself perfectly you know exactly once you get on stage and you grab the mic you know you, you have this whole character that does not give up and stop while you're on stage it's very much like no but like it, it's very prominent like i would like not not with like how you tell your jokes and stuff like that it's like sam kinnison he's just non-stop who he is on stage and then once he's on stage, he's just a completely different person. Yeah. Like and then that as soon as you're off stage, you just fall I over. I do. I immediately you just fall, fall over, over and die. Yeah. And, like, yes. but, and, and I love it. It's 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 well, so you. you've you've crafted it so well, and it's great. I love it. Like I I've been around comedians almost all of my life. Like Bill Ingvall is like a very close family friend, and like just kind of being around stand up, stand up and stuff. And it's it's I've been around this world for way too long, and it. Terri I've been around it for so long that it terrifies me and I'll never try it because I just don't think I could ever do it. And it's plus still terrifying. Like I've been, yeah. I, you know, I've been, I, I, people had been telling me my whole life, oh, you should do stand up comedy. You're well funny. You are. And See, nobody's ever told me that. My that's reaction, why. That's because you're not funny. But I think the thing, <laughs> people kept telling me, people kept telling me, Thanks, you, should, you should do, you're well, very welcome. Um, why didn't you get me a Father's Day card? Uh, so people kept telling me, you should, you should do stand up. And my reaction would be to go, ha, ha, and then not do it. And then I kind yeah. of got forced into doing a stand-up comedy class with uh, with Greg Dean down in, yeah, in Santa Monica. About, yeah. So wait, yeah. what, what happened with that? How did they get so you? So my, my friend Nick, who I was working with at the time, and he also lived... I, at the time, I lived like in like, um, like Sunland's uh, Tahunga area of Los Angeles, and we would carpool to 
a date of entry job that we both had down in Santa Monica. And he said, oh, I'm going to start taking these stand-up comedy classes after work on, I think, Mondays or Tuesdays. What was his drive, kind of? Like, was it He's, just... he, like, he wanted to do stand-up. Oh, okay. And he said, well, I'm going to do this thing. And I said, well, okay. And he said, well, so if you want to write home, you kind of have to do this too. <laughs> and so I started doing the comedy classes. And at the time, because I was more predominantly a writer, I thought, well, this will help me with my comedy writing. And then I very quickly found that I enjoyed being on stage. I still now, and I'm sure this is something that, that Lamar can speak to, I get, I still get incredibly anxious when I'm prepping to go on stage. Yeah. I get mm -hmm. so nervous. The most nervous I've ever been before going up on stage, by the way, was at LCS AX that year. That was a zero to a hundred situation, yeah. though. We went, that was a were, performing for like two thousand. Yeah, that was a that was a <laughs> room full of assholes I'd never met before. All of all of whom were expecting anime jokes, and I had one joke that was anime anime adjacent because it was about Fallout. Which is yeah. always like, Lamar, you've asked me, was like, oh, why won't you do LCS? And be like, no, fuck no. <laughs> But, but, but the thing is, is that, like, I, I've told this story a thousand times. The the thing that got me to do LCS was friends pushing me to do yeah. it. Oh, yeah, the same here. The day of the competition. Yeah, Can, uh, Kate, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin McAtee, yeah. uh, she, she strongly encouraged me to do it. And she's been one of my biggest supporters since day one. Here's the thing about you, Ben, and I just want to fluff you for a second. Um, After me? You are, <laughs> you are one of my top... I would say five comedians. And I say top five because you, you're behind like Richard Pryor. Oh, Jesus Christ. And like, like Robin Williams and John Leguizamo. Those are my, my favorite thing three. about oh, two of those three people is they're list. dead. So hopefully I'm going to overtake oh, them. Just in terms of like dearth of, of material, I'm going to overtake them eventually. But right. But the thing is, is that I'm coming for you, Pryor. <laughs> I, I, I will always book you for my shows. I will always book you when you're favorite because the way your jokes are organized, they are, are they are brilliant. I oh get God. each yeah, and every one of your jokes because they are well written. Thank you. The thing is, but the the ones that are well written I find phenomenal and then like you should be writing for an up and coming late night host. You should be writing for you'll yeah. be able to you will be able to perform on television much faster than anybody else in our circuit. Wow. Easy. Because you're white. <laughs> one, yes. oh, yeah. one. And also you're technically clean ish. You're yeah. technically I mean, yeah. you're clean adjacent. Adult theme. You're you, adult you, theme, but your, clean your, adjacent. your jokes can can I can either be um like delivered either on either way it's just depending on what kind of language i guess on some certain one i guess the Is number it... one that i i always go back to and every time you do it it fucking kills because it's such it's a it's one of those long jokes a lot of people yeah. in our circuit can't do long jokes yet we we have two or three punchlines on a topic move on Ben has this thing about the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about 10 minutes of material, but it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And the amount of research and data and delivery you've done that math every in time, that joke. it's yeah. a shit ton of math. And it's fantastic. And that's, that's the type of thing that, like, you can perform that on a podcast. You can perform that on television. You can perform that. Perform if it you, now. <laughs> yeah. no. You can do that on Sesame Street clean up the words yeah. and it'll still be funny yeah. and so I, I, I oh god you know that no that that's now that's becoming my dream now that you've said that <laughs> i want to do my 12 days of christmas <laughs> bit cleaned up for sesame street grover would be amazing on it grover or oscar the grouch oh god like so i i you were you were my favorite comedian comedian writer 
Oh wow! Thank you. That's so incredibly... I, I love. That's why I will always book you for Ed forever and forever. I'm gonna bounce on that as well because again, I met you guys at Anime California not this year but last year. Like I've only known you guys for a year now. You, I've only oh, known. Jesus, yeah. Uh, I've only known you for we're pushing too. Now, I've I met think. you. No, I also got to know you because of Marcellus talked to me talked you into letting me judge for Anime California. And I met you a little bit yeah, for a couple that, times yeah. before that, and there was no way you knew my name. And um, I mean, but um, and so I got to know you, and then I met you guys at Long Beach about a month later, and then we would just see each other every once in a while. I saw you perform for the first time at that boba place, and you killed it. I loved it. Like you were like I. I, I oh mean, yeah. You were you were funny. You were falling apart, but it was hilarious because again, it's your persona, and you you did a great job. But it, I just remember you were halfway through your set, and you go, "Fuck it, I, I'm fucking up so much, guys." And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> you legitimately just said it halfway, and then kept going, and that's, it was great. But that's one of the things I love. I, I, I think I love you and I Lamar have such different approaches to when we think we're bombing oh, yeah. because your approach is just to go oh man this is going so bad fuck this <laughs> whereas my approach is to like chastise the audience for not laughing like my approach is to say thank you very, not, very much for not interrupting my jokes with your laughter because it would break my concentration <laughs> and when you do when you do decide to laugh at, laugh laugh with my jokes not at them because it's much better for their self esteem like I don't know what it is that, that joke is so fucking stupid but that will when whenever I, at the, or I'm not getting a reaction from the audience when I pull that one out that gets them back on my side and I don't know why. Yeah. But to that point, um, to, speaking of bombing, like I've bombed, I bombed at, bombed at we, we both bombed at conventions. Like oh. we've, we've played shows, but I've also yeah. like, I, I bombed at Flappers, like my very, very first time at Flappers, which is a How comedy club in Burma. How many times have you performed there? Um, maybe half a dozen. That's amazing. I like, I, I like Flappers. I've done the but main is the, room. But is the bombing at Flappers, was that the time that we thought you were having a stroke? Oh, no, no, no. Because I feel no, like no. there are extenuating no. circumstances. The, the time we thought I was having a stroke was my first time in the main room at Flappers. And you my, got main room? I got, I've had main room a couple of times. It's been pretty Grats, good. Grats, dude. That's I went amazing, up, man. I went Where up. <laughs> I went up, my face was going numb because it was when the, the Bell's Palsy mm -hmm. first started. And then ah. I came off stage, sat down next to Mandy, and then fucking Whitney Cummings comes up and chastises me for not applauding properly. Um, but I, what, the first time I played Flappers... Wait, is she lovely? I, you know, I didn't get to speak to her. Oh, okay. Chastised, no left. Yeah, I got chastised. I feel like if you get chastised by Winnie Cummings, that, that's a compliment. Because she could have just ignored you or yeah. ignored it. Yeah. It's nice but it was, to be seen. it was specifically like uh, Ben was clapping, kind of like patting, was, yeah, patting when the my chest. Hands, yeah, when I hit my hands and, out, I don't and clap And then she my just like got me and was like, oh, look, check out this this lazy person. This person won't even like laugh at a woman's cup. I was like, you're making fun of a disabled person. Yay. <laughs> But, where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like one of those where it's like, she you, you know, make, you're make, yeah, you don't know, but this is like, that's the risk of calling someone out and like, yeah. you don't, yeah. you don't know why. Yeah, which is <laughs> one of the reasons why I don't do as much. I mean, I did that one time. Yeah, that yeah. one time at what was it? Anime Kanji? I forget which con it was. Kan Kanji, we we. We fought the audience at Kanji. The audience were not. The audience <laughs> we, were there to sit. We were we were in a much too big of a room mm. for the audience we pulled. Yeah, that was it. Was big too of, big too big of a room too late at night. Too late at night because yeah. everyone was already burnt out. Yeah. But I, I would say we. 
I know I attack the audience more than I'd normally do because I'm a punch up type. Like I, when I do comedy, I don't like attacking the audience because they're just supposed to be laughing with me. Or something I think like that's that. against your persona. Yeah, I don't like it. It just doesn't make me feel bad. Like even when I did, some guy was like quote unquote heckling me. It wasn't that big of a deal, but I like brought him on stage. I asked him the same questions. Like, Get my on stage and got the audience back on my side. But we we fought the audience. Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> trouble. That was like but, a boss battle. <laughs> and uh, oh, I'm so sorry, you had more to say. Oh, yeah, so so uh, kind of speaking to or kind of getting back to the point, Mandy, that you had brought up. I want to say 80 years ago at this point <laughs> where you were talking about being worried about bombing is don't because like the first, the yeah. very first time I played at flappers, I played in the Yoohoo room, that little room. And it was me and a bunch of other geeky, uh, geeky comedians. And the headliner was, uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, who I think you've met. He's a, a very, very talented, immensely funny kind of storytelling comedian. Who's yeah. also a geek. And he's written for God knows how many TV shows he's, he's and he's a cool dude. I, I, I saw him perform at, uh, Geeky Tees last night with um, with Laser uh, uh, Laser of the Double Clicks, but um, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, the first time it was my first time I'd performed in a comedy club instead of at a con or at a you know a coffee shop or you know at a, outside my own house yelling at the pigeons. And I I was I do that too. I was so in my own head about um, this is my first time at a comedy club that I let that. I, it was the first time I've gone up on stage and taken the anxiety on stage with me, and consequently I bombed. But the thing about that is, I know I feel like I bombed. I feel like I didn't hold the audience's attention, and then I left, and I felt bad. And then later, I'm having conversations with some of the other comedians who said, "No, that was you did you did good stuff. You were in your own head, but I like your material." And that's the thing. Like, I'm pretty confident the first time I did stand up ever, I bombed, and I'm pretty confident that. You know, I've bombed before. You've seen me. You've watched me bomb. You've <laughs> literally watched the left side of my face slide off of my skull, and and then he threw that TNT. I, in the I audience. do that like. Little, I do like laugh. that. I get to post show heckle you, yeah. or just be like, "Oh, you did that bit. Like you could you could have yeah, done that you, instead." But that's the thing. Like that's <laughs> constructive because, like, how many how many bits have I like debuted when you've been in the audience, and then you and I have like tweaked it and worked on it in the car let me tell you something mandy is a beautiful joke doctor like <laughs> yes every once in a while like the biggest in, so for freaking <laughs> anime california when we did uh unnecessary yep. debates and, and you can hear it, she it just I, came I recorded in, it it is on it, you can listen to it right now you and can she just it. came in and like dropped beautiful oh, yeah. joke bombs <laughs> that destroyed the entire room <laughs> Oh my god, that was beautiful. Like, See, I had a whole plan. I was gonna, I was gonna talk to you guys and then go back. To, so, but like, yeah, no, but you're a thousand percent. You, you came in and I was gonna bring it up too. Thank you oh, so much. Right, for you. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're my co-host. Try, probably, how, yeah. how dare all of you? We're the, we're all the worst here. We're all. We're all. This is our. This is our bombing podcast. How about? I'm just kidding. No, we're all bombing together. We're bonding. It's we're bo we're bombing. That's bombing with an O. Bonding, as opposed to we're bonding. I'm just kidding. So yeah, like, like you're you you came in to unnecessary debates and just dropped this massive bomb against God, uh, Ben, so which is also another reason why I have you guys going against each other at ALA on the <laughs> on the submission. But um, no, like you are genuinely funny. And you are also an amazing person. And, and the thing is, is that like I, I kind of wanted to hear more about them for a split second, and then kind of having them talk to you and talk about them. What what do you kind of? I know you guys probably talk about it a lot, and you have since you even asked her to be on, you know, to be on the panel. But like, what what are you kind of looking into? Like, I guess absorbing and listening into what they're saying. What do you want as a personality? 
and you know a part of me is kind of learning the differences between what i what i want like the kind of comedy that i grew up watching and really enjoyed yeah and kind of facing the difference between like the comedy that I like and necessarily the comedy that works with my personality and works with the, when I come out, there's a certain entity that people think that I am. And it's, it's easier to work with that than fight with that. So I've been kind of just mentally thinking about that. Um, I know the big thing that kind of like push pushes me like want to do this with like my big thing of wanting to try this is watching specifically watching um, Lamar at AX was doing a kind of like, how to do comedy panel just kind of like a learning oh, yeah. panel God, I and love that panel. It's great. yeah it's great and like toward, can i be like, on it next year by the way thank you toward the second can i uh, be in the audience <laughs> <laughs> no so toward the second half uh audience would come up and they would do their bits and i always have this like this happens a lot of times whenever i'm public i just watch mediocre white men do it enough times and i'm like if this fucker can do it <laughs> can i can i refer you to a bit of Patton oswald where we talked about deathbed the bet that eats people if anything that is like one of the most inspiring bits i've yes. ever heard mm. <laughs> this guy woke up and said in the fridge are eating the person oh this is gold i'm painting this golden anyways uh sorry it's always great yeah. to hear someone who is not a comedian doing a comedian's bit I, yeah it's, i love that's always amazing I can do the quick thing yeah. and then like not, oh, you're great not be stuck. Uh, on, on, on improv. Like, oh, I enjoy, you. I really enjoy performing with you and Lamar and Marcellus yeah. and Luke sometimes and Shelby always. Yeah, like, like I, I love doing it, but um, like and I, I, I wanna, I wanna mention like thank you for coming to that class. That was fucking. I had I did a I did a comedy class at AX with Paul Decor and um, uh, G uh, G Pratt. Uh, has something like that um and those two are my comedy senpais because you have paul who's like fantastic on delivery and order yeah, he's and amazing g apparently went to school for like public speaking <laughs> so he knows like this is why this is funny but um he had, came in here with like definitions yeah he came he did that show was like well if you do this diphthong at this point this is funny because of repetition like it was weird but the thing is is that um everyone is funny everyone can be funny it's just being able to be funny consistently and then having the bravery of getting up there um also speaking of a bunch of white men speaking um that drives me crazy as well. That's why yeah. Ben is a black person, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I really want like more comics and stuff like that. Like I, I love the fact that you're trying this yeah. because I want to book more more female. I want to book more comics that not just a bunch of dudes. Honestly, um, that's why I have you submitted for a panel that has not been approved for Kenochi comedy for a ALA. Now, which is I, oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep. No, uh, it's all it's all female nerd comics. Uh, it's a show. I hope it gets booked because, god damn it, if I see, I, I just want more diversity. Just. Change some shit. Like this past AX was the most diverse group we've ever had. We had two two women and only one white guy. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. But thank you for just trying because god damn it. I, I hear one more dick joke. That's uh, I, I was very cognizant of that as well, like 
when I was trying to figure out like who I wanted to book for for Bucko's Modern Life, mm-hmm. which uh, is happening on Sunday at LA Comic Con. I'm going to reiterate that it's happening at four o'clock. I think four o'clock. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was very important to me that it not just be like a bunch of guys up there. And I asked you, Mandy, to do it because I know that you want to do this. And I asked my friend Aaron, who Aaron McShane, who is a fantastic comedian who I met doing another geek stand-up show a couple of years ago. And then uh, uh, Lamar, you and Marcellus, because I will always... I always want you guys are like my Linus blanket. Like whatever happens on a comedy show, if I feel like I suck, I know that at least one of the two of you is going to bring the thunder. I yeah. just I cannot imagine you bombing again. Like I have to oh, do with I think you are. Um, I can. No, I mean I've had that nightmare. Everybody, very everybody, much everybody's always capable of it, but I don't think like I think that you're too funny and your material is too good for you for anybody to just be like, wow, that guy was bad. There like are... I don't think that I think that people can get in their own head and things can just go awry you can forget things but I, want, I think i don't think that you're capable of somebody just being like wow that guy's a bad comedian i just think maybe someone's like oh there, there are two things that i want listeners to oh, no, I was just raising my hand for that. okay there are two things that i want listeners of this podcast to take away from what tyler and lamar are saying about me firstly it's that clearly my check's clear and <laughs> secondly uh it's it's that I, th- I I think this is something that affects a lot of a lot of comedians, a lot of like people who do like art or create in general. Is that you are going to spend so much time living in your own head and worrying about am I funny? Yeah. Am I talented? Am I do I do I draw boobs round enough? Like that stuff that is going to plague you as a, yeah, as a creator. A little bit of a teardrop. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, every creator does that on everything. Yeah. I do with not even my, my podcast. Like I write scripts constantly that will never be produced, yeah. and I worry about. My script, that my unproduced yeah. script, or no planning of being produced scripts being bad. Like, that's just, that's just create, yeah. creative people. But we have to, like, Tyler, you as the, the main <laughs> mediocre white man, like, Thank you. I just, my goal for comedy is to just is my game. aspire to your confidence. So you can't come here saying, oh, I'm not confident, because then what am I aspiring to? <laughs> <laughs> You're like a you're like a less shitty Chris Hardwick, which I've said to you before, and I will continue <laughs> to say. But this shitty. is the thing: like in my head, I always think I'm not good enough. What am I doing? I met Lamar doing comedy, and Lamar. Ha- first, we forged what I think is a great friendship. You may feel differently. I don't know if you're acting or what, heart, but heart um, but we have a great friendship. And also, Lamar continues to book me. This is not so- Lamar doesn't have to book me because he thinks I'm funny. He does. Do- Lamar doesn't book me because let me start that again. <laughs> Tell edit. Lamar doesn't book me because he thinks, oh, Ben's a friend, I should throw him a bone. You you book me because, I hope, you think I'm a good comedian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think because we, we met each other doing that, there's no airs and graces about it. There's no, um, you know, there's no misgivings and none of that. Oh, well, you're a friend, so I'm going to book you. Yeah, like, I'm here with a lot of airs and graces. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Okay, I think you're hilarious, and also yeah. you've been on stage, and you, 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 you. Here's the thing: like one thing, you have a great personality, and your cosplay is amazing. And I actually want to ask the stupid I want, question: I want, Does I want, cosplay kind of does being a cosplayer help? basically get into the mindset of you being on stage doing comedy well first i want to clarify you said i had a great personality and i want because again this is a podcast i want them to also your audience to also know that i am very hot and i got great titties <laughs> and a great ass that was not that was not an insult saying i have a good personality i just also have good boobs um <laughs> so do I. 
<laughs> we all have good boobs. I mean, yeah. Anyway, to to your actual question as to how cosplay, it's I've kind of been thinking a lot about like especially doing the things that conventions like oh do I want to cosplay at the same convention that I'm like doing the comedy at and making sure there's kind of like separate like it's good that it's happening on a Sunday so I'll probably cosplay on that Saturday and won't on that Sunday yeah, yeah. it kind of helps with the seeing people and especially like there's for women especially I find sometimes that it's harder to get in the door of like geeky stuff unless you cosplay um Unf- yeah, man, I mean, that's not like honestly, like just hearing it is that's yeah, so. It's, it's kind of it's kind of you got to come in tits first, and then after you kind of just be like, also I have a personality. Like and now it's the point of me going like now that I'm in the room of kind of be like, also I have a personality, mm. also a personality. I, actually, I, I <laughs> mean that's ballet. Sorry. That is something I can I can relate to a little bit a little bit because when I first started doing comedy, I I leaned so hard into look at me I'm British at the beginning, and that was such a uh, for me, that it was it was would a little. Would you call bit, it a gimmick? It's a I wouldn't necessarily call it a gimmick, but I would say that it's something I leaned on early on because one of the first things I learned about stand up is you have at the start of your set you have thirty to sixty minutes to grab the audience's Se- attention. Seconds. You have thirty to sixty minutes. <laughs> have, Wait, is it really? You have a full hour. No, you <laughs> have you have thirty. I was, I was like, I was like, no, that, no, that's me misspeaking because my no, brain fine. is bad. I have I have brain rot. But we're also it's also. Early, it's Saturday early. I'm sorry, I did this. Yeah, to it's, you guys. Befo- it's before. It noon, is 157. So. Yes, that's um, early for me on Saturday. <laughs> um, was it yeah, no, the, no. The, yeah, but the point. I wanna, <laughs> so I I opened with like jokes about being British um, because I, I I remember thinking that well my opening jokes like I'm already different because I have this accent that's already going to get pe- get people's attention. So I'm gonna like lampshade that a little bit and then go into my material. And as I got more confident and comfortable on stage, I stopped doing yeah that. which i'm even kind of like planning what my set's going to be for that like there's the easy bits that kind of like th- these are jokes that i've just made introducing myself to people I was like i know that this can get a laugh from people and they're kind of like but i know for a fact that they are kind of my safety nets of like ah but funny with me yeah and then there's kind of things and i've talked to ben about like playing like here's an idea and i don't entirely know yet how to, i'm still working you know it's going to take me several times to figure out how this is going to be a funny bit yeah. but i feel like that's the one that i actually want to like work for so there's like i know like i'm kind of planning my routine and god knows like come to the show and see what, what actually happens because it's just what in my head where i'm going to do that safety bit for a bit and then going to try this this bit that may not work, but I feel like if I can find the funny nugget, I'm just finding the funny nugget. So here, here's the thing that, that I want to speak on that, and, and it goes back to bombing as well. You can learn so much from bombing than yeah. you can for succeeding because even though Ben keeps saying he bombs, I nine times out of ten when I've seen him like quote-unquote bomb, like this is the wrong audience or it's the wrong mm-hmm. energy or it was the wrong direction. It wasn't the joke itself is funny. Yeah. The joke itself, the core of it is funny. You need to yeah. sometimes it's just trying to figure out how to get there yeah, or the, you did it at the wrong time and stuff like that. So like when yeah. you come up with your jokes, just be funny. And then if things don't work, keep keep going. Yeah, it's like how I'm currently just trying to figure out like how do I verbalize this into something that like it's funny in my head how do i make it how do i use words to make it funny in your head and that's that's where i don't that's why i don't want to be a comedian because 
I just want to be me. I never want to be fake, and I don't want like it, it's just in my head where I can't. But I think I can't do that unless I'm acting, unless I have a script. But I think that there's. I think, uh, and and then in fairness, I I don't know many comedians who can do this. I know they exist, but uh, it is possible to get up on stage and be you and have you be. Funny. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, I believe like Pat Oswalt is probably going to be relatively. Patrice O'Neill is the one known. Patrice mm. O'Neill was com- com- yeah. because apparently Patrice. People have said I have a very similar. Uh, I do I very similar to Patrice, but apparently what Patrice would do was he'll just write ideas and then just go. Yeah, and I, Joe Coy as well. I mean, and I've also I've also said to you, I think the comedian you remind me the most of, and I mean, I think I texted you this um, is uh, Nicole Byer, who hosts um, um, Nailed It because. <laughs> She, she is amazing. She was um, she was a guest on an episode of Punch Up the Jam a few months ago, and the way that she talks reminded like in some of her her jokes and joke kind of composition and construction and delivery reminded me so much of how you are when we hang out, um, and that's as far as I'm going to go with that. I w- you remind me of Jim Gaffigan with Robin Williams' personality <laughs> or uh, 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 energy energy. So, so a coked out Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> no, my, my my top comedians are Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, and John Leguizamo. I mean, yeah. Technically, John Leguizamo is not a, He's not a comedian, comedian, but his one-man show... Oh, he was really funny in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, God. It was the only thing funny in that goddamn movie. But no, if you've seen John Leguizamo back in like the 90s, where he had sexaholics and... Um, Freak. Oh my God! Freak, uh, freakonomics? No, not freakonomics. Yeah, uh, sexaholics. Uh, he has one man shows that are basically like they're 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 one man shows, but they're kind of like in a stand up thing. Yeah. But his ability to like just do voices and go out hmm. and create a picture and paint a picture with the words and stuff like that—it has that stand up energy. Yes, too. It does. Have you yeah. seen his new special about the uh, the history of? Yes. It's uh, yes. unbelievable. He, unfortunately, oh. he's getting to the same place a lot of my old comedians are getting to where it's like you're getting to the crotchety old man bits of your life. You like even so? even Gabriel Iglesias is starting to get into the crotchety old man. It's a lot. Because he's old. It's like he's him and Dave struggling. Chappelle. I think him and Dave Chappelle, I would say like right now, are just like I'm, what happened? <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. I did not like Dave Chappelle's new special. I did not like I it. I really either. didn't like I, it. I, I I wanted to turn it off but I was with other people and I really yeah. didn't want to finish. If my favorite comedy special of the last five years was uh, uh, Annihilation by Patton Oswalt. Yes. Uh, my favorite comedy that, and, special. Oh, just ugh, everything it's, about it's, that special because take, of what yeah, happened in his personal like, life. He took something kind of heartbreaking and. Oh, that's when he was talking about his Yeah, like the entire passed. second half of that oh, show is yeah. him talking about how his wife's death affected him and his daughter and he that he can take something that heartbreaking and turn it into such a wonderful comedy special it remain it's one of my all-time favorite comedy shows uh comedy uh specials of all time but my favorite comedy special of all time there's a british comedian i've I've definitely mentioned his name to uh to some of the people in this room and i've shown mandy some of his stuff there's a british comedian named dave gorman who among other things, did he had a TV show called uh, Modern Life is Goodish for a few years from like 2000. And I love that name. 
like from like 2013 to 2016, 17, and he was doing basically eight one-hour specials a year for six years. Jesus. Wow. And he, the guy is phenomenal. But the thing he's most known for, he's most known for two um, uh, stand-up specials. The first is called uh, Are You Dave Gorman? Where he, and this was like 99, 2000, him and his, uh, his flatmate Danny traveled around the world trying to meet 54 people also named Dave Gorman because his flatmate bet him that he couldn't find loads of them, like one for each card of the deck, including the Jokers. Um, and that got turned into a BBC show where they basically split it into like six 30-minute episodes, and I have that on DVD. And that's one of my favorite comedy specials of all time. But my absolute favorite comedy special is called the, uh, Dave Gorman's Google Whack Adventure. And it's him telling the story of how uh, someone he met, actually one of the Dave Gormans he met on the first special, um, challenged him to find a chain of 10 Google Whacks in a row, where a Google Whack is where you type two words into Google that are real words, they're not in quotation marks, and you only get one result. So you find two Google Whacks, and then you meet the person who owns that website, and they find two Google Whacks, and so on and so on. That's crazy. And it's a two-hour stand-up special of him basically recounting the story of everyone, like, the people he met, and the, uh, the, the, uh, like, his emotional state, and, and he uses, like, in almost all of his specials, Dave Gorman uses PowerPoint slideshows to kind of uh, provide he's statistical not the information. Duck guy, and, is he? Hmm? He's not the duck. Oh no, guy. he's not the duck okay. guy. No, but the duck guy. I forget that comedian's name. I know he writes for. I think he works for Conan, right? Yeah, he works for Conan. I think. Um, but he, um, his energy is very Dave Gorman. Mm. Huh. It's very like that's. It, I think Dave Gorman's kind of birthed this, um, the, this kind of classification of like British PowerPoint comedian. Like he kind of. Built like he, I've never seen it because it was never filmed. But he did an Edinburgh show at the Fringe Festival in the nineties called "Reasons to Be Cheerful," where he took the song "Reasons to Be Cheerful" by Ian Dury and the Blockheads and broke it down, like each line, and like dissected it, and it was fucking funny. I have a question: Would you consider him a prop comic then? So there, no, really, yes. So there's a comic, I forgot who it is, but they do a lot of song references and stuff like that. And they consider themselves prop comics, even though it's not physical. It's still a prop when you're talking and basically utilizing music to create comedy. It's crazy. And like, and it was just an interview and I was, I just never would have thought of it that way. I forgot. It was, it was just an interview. And he he was like, yeah, but yeah. And like, but the thing was like his, he was reference comedy. And so he was like, yeah. I'm a prop comic because not all the stuff is I'm using other things. Yeah. You may not see it. There's there was an, uh, there's a prop comic from New Zealand who I cannot remember his name, but I remember seeing him on uh, Comedy Central in the UK back when it was still called the Paramount Comedy Channel. And he oh, wow. he he's wow. a, he was a prop comedian, and he w- the f- he went up on stage and he said, "I became a prop com- prop comedian when I discovered that anything I bring on stage is tax deductible." <laughs> that's, that's, fantastic. that's still that's still one of my all time favorite like jokes ever. That, <laughs> was his prop Rolex? His prop was a uh, Lamborghini. No, um, he he. The one joke that I remember, like his one bit of prop comedy, is he bought one of those big novelty like lollipops on it, like a big stick. Yep. And he said, "I bought this lollipop, and then I made the mistake. I put it in. I, le- I left it in the. I put it in the washing machine on on a, on a hot cycle. And he pulls out this other one, and he it's basically one of the, another one of those prop lollipops with a big stick. And then he's put the small lollipop on top of it. <laughs> so it's the it's the small bit on the big stick. And he says, "I know what you're thinking. This part wouldn't shrink." 
And it's such a fucking stupid joke. But whenever I think about it, it makes me smile. Like, and I think that's that's the hallmark of like, a, like I do not remember this guy's name, and I feel bad about that. I'm a bad person. And I'm going to the yeah, special okay. hell. But, but like, I feel like a good joke, whether it's like a big story, like like the Dave Gorman stuff I talked about, or this dumb thing with this lollipop, like good jokes stay with you. Yeah. And good comedians, good bits, good specials, good like one-liners, good extended like five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. That's That shit stays with you and you remember it. And that's that's really all I want is to tell the kind of jokes that people will remember. Yeah. There's there's a joke. It's I'm not going to go through the entirety of it, but there is uh, Rodney Dangerfield in the 80s had a yearly thing where he brought in people who were not famous yet and um uh it's just the it's the Rodney Dangerfield comedy uh thing and nobody was big in this one year just one year he had it, i think it would be six or seven comics in this one year it was Drew Carey in his first television appearance uh Bob Saget's first television appearance Rita Rutner's first television appearance and uh Yakov Smirnoff uh in his in his second uh, uh, television appearance and Sam Kennison since I think third or fourth. Um, it was just right before Back to School came out, and it was these five comedians who are right now are so prolific and big and have huge followings and very different followings too. On these, just these five. Well, besides Sam Kennison, unfortunately, uh, who I think is still one of the greatest comedians of all time. But they had there was these three other guys, and honestly, I actually think that two of the three were better than any of those five. I think Rita Rutner is still her, and she's changed insanely now. But I think she's one of the best comedians out there as well. And her and, um, why am I forgetting her name, who reminds me so much of her, she has like three Netflix, she had like three Netflix shows. Um, uh, she's so weird. Maria Bamford. Mar- Mar- I was going to say I Maria Bamford, Bamford. Is, my fa- is my favorite comedian. She's absolutely I was, was going to ask amazing. you, actually, because I feel like we've kind of moved away from talking about you. Yes. <laughs> well, we should always yeah. talk. Thing, but, like, sorry. So my, the, thing, the thing I was just thinking of is, like, when you think about the comedians that either you enjoy or that are an influence on what you plan to do when you're on stage, like what immediately comes to mind? So Maria Bamford comes to mind for me because even though like definitely she does a lot of like voices and does a lot of like characterizations, there's a lot of things that are planned in her stand-up thing, but her natural cadence is a very nervous energy. And that's something that I find very inspiring because that's something to me like I tend to be a nervous person and have like a lot of like anxious anxiety a lot of anxious energy so watching somebody who like she's going up there it's very clear that she has that like that nervous ball of energy and it's funny and she's like leaning into it and making that a funny thing and like she has the ability to fake it and do a voice that sounds like (laughs) not like that and sounds like a normal human being but she's not that she's going to sit there and she's going to talk about her time in a psych ward i've been following her since the 90s, since she did the tour with Patton Oswald and Brian... And David Cross. And David Cross. Brian Persane. Yeah, Brian Persane. Brian Eno. Um, I cannot tell if which of those voices is actually hers because it feels like her natural voice, big quotations you can't see yeah. it's because it's an audio medium, <laughs> is the fake voice... And her mom voice 
should be hers because she can do like that mom. Her other voices are too, they're locked. They're locked in. It was like, which I feel, I feel as if that's a lie. I feel as if that's her persona, the natural Maria one. For for that to be her person, like that still would be a great thing for me. Of like, oh, the thing that, the thing that you're leaning into is that nervous energy that like, I I feel particularly like women like we're not allowed to have that energy like we're not there's a lot of I know a lot of male comedians where they kind of just lean into the, like I'm just I'm just kind of weird and they're mm. able to do that but for women it comes off as fear and then it yeah. kind of like it becomes something that someone can kind of use against you if they want to fight you with it of like oh well you don't you don't have confidence so I'm gonna fight you um, so. <laughs> If that is her false persona, but that is the persona that she was like, yes, this is the good persona for yeah. that I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Like that is amazing to like pick that as what you're going to be as, as your Ford character. Yeah. Um. Who? Okay. This is a question for all of you guys. I've never we've never even talked about this before. I think I talked to Marcellus about it once. Is there a comedian that you just absolutely? do not wave like like that you fear about being anywhere close to like not just like personality not 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 like no personal life it's just like their persona like with me i always think about writing as much as i love him i want to be the exact opposite of him aaron sorkin i don't want to be i don't want to write have anything that has anything to do or is like aaron sorkin because uh i i just fear that I, one thing is like how do you compete with that so like it's this is not like a negative question like I don't want to be like this person because they're a shitty yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, I get it's what more, you're asking. Cool, perfect. Okay, I'm sorry. trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think because all the comedians that I like follow and give a shit about uh, as far as like stuff like that like I don't want to be I don't want to have their delivery or their material and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of their names. I just know the type, and I okay. I really hate. I'll say hate the comedy club comedian where it's about just about dating and fucking and my dick did this yeah. and look at the audience, look at them titties and you're fat and blah, blah, blah. I hate punch. comedy by numbers, but comedy by numbers. Is that what it, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what right. it is. I don't know if that's the term for it, but that's what it, it sounds like. like, I, it's, yeah. it's, it, sounds, it sounds like it's the safe, dirty comic. I hate punch down comedy. Okay. Punch down and safe dirty. I hate like I really enjoy stories. Mm. Tell mm. me about your life. Tell me why am I relating to you? I can't relate to like man tender. God <laughs> penises, right? Like <laughs> what the fuck? I don't want to do this. I was like, I went on Tinder and I went on a date with this girl. We went to Korean barbecue, ended up playing Smash Brothers and went home. That's that's the type of things I like to do. Smash Brothers and shit. I'm just kidding. And that um, was a true story. We, I went, I went to a. You date. went, you smashed. I smashed. <laughs> Brothers, no, no. <laughs> because here's the thing. You, I I genuinely believe like that that thing you just described. You could build an interesting joke around that, that as part bit. of a set, but and it would be so different from that kind of you know you know comedy by yeah. numbers like dating small dick guy from the yeah. comedy club but because your energy is you don't have that energy you don't have that kind of yeah. you know going that, that kind of going through the motions comedy that all the com- club comedians have yeah yeah well what about you since you're building and you're kind of you're figuring this out like who who's somebody you're just like oh, i don't want to be like so anyone who pretends that they are an alien or a fantasy person or they have just like they have a like 
They want to play a character. I Ca- don't character want... comedy. Yeah. Okay. So like Dimitri I, Martin. I can I can take Dimitri Martin because Dimitri Martin he's kind of like oh it's more the people and like it's a specific person where they come on and they come on with like and my name is Bazoo and I boop do do and it's like and that Morgan so, Mindy was oh. a goddamn no 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 no, no. so yeah. you know I will say Yakov Smirnoff a thousand yeah. percent yeah or Larry the Cable Guy because he's nothing like that in real life yeah which pissed me off when I found that <laughs> out hello I'm Larold hello I'm Larold I'm a th- thespian and went to Juilliard well his real name is Aaron so, I don't know it's something he's, he's like, Aaron the Cable person like uh, like again going back to like the when you were doing that comedy class thing the person that I went up before was a person who was pretending oh I'm I'm a medieval fair person Mm. And they had, I mean, great at what they did. Like, had the entire bit going. Like, yeah. if that is a thing, but it's like I know what the guy you're talking about. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he had the the cape and stuff. Yeah, which it's it's great. I like. I can't like that is something that like I'm just personally. I and part of it is that I can't do it because I can't do it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my my tweak to that question then is: is there is there are there any comedians out there that you you don't want to imitate or mimic or kind of have a similar energy to that you feel you are in danger? Because I don't think you're in danger of like going up and going. I'm Zoop from the planet Boop. I don't think you're about to do that. My wow! Now she has to rewrite her whole set. Thanks a lot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> My one fear is like again because I I always grew up watching comedy. Like that's something where I feel again being an autistic person. I feel like I learned how to interact with people by watching stand up, which is why I say fucking crazy things and am not invited to parties. Um, but so- for me, it's just because I'm not liked. Part of my part of my fears, yeah, like, right, that's true. <laughs> Both of you shut your faces. So a lot of my fears, like because I've kind of absorbed that and like taken personalities from that, I was like I don't want to inadvertently steal things. That I then realize like oh no, that was a bit somebody else did. Acc- accidental stealing is a thing yeah, in comedy because because it, it's like oh I just absorbed that in my personality for the past fifteen years and I've just forgot that that was something that I saw on the Comedy Central. Well, yeah. if it makes you feel better, like if you've ever watched a documentary about old comics, uh, th- they say that like when it first got started, I was basically doing X and X's bit with a different word. And that's just Bob how Bob Williams was very open about oh, it. Uh, uh, Richard Pryor Eddie, was open. No, he was. Eddie was Murphy a... did Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, a thousand. Percent. Oh, yeah. He said that he was basically just imitating yeah. Richard Pryor at the so very that, beginning. That's of his going to happen for the, the right now, Mandy. I, I'm. I, I don't want to put any pressure, but I'm super rooting for you. I think like, you're going to do great. I, I think I you're going to do fucking do. great. Um, I, I, I say, get on stage and then worry about. Avoiding doing something. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never done stand up, and I never will. Liar! I'm gonna Liar. get you on that stage one day. It's oh, gonna man. happen. You do it. I, I, also, I, another thing that I hate, I hate improv. <laughs> so that's the thing I'm going to tell you. you need to get over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thing because I know a lot of comedians who fucking hate improv, but they love stand up comedy, and I'm one of the people who love improv, and I can't different skill set. And I can't. I know it is. I I, I don't think I will ever be able to do. Um, stand-up comedy. I think my favorite thing about you recording that is in like three to five years time. 
when you get out of jail, you'll be able to listen to that, and then you'll go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've done stand-up since then. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know too many comedians not to try it I don't know why, but, but I, I pictured it like he's in prison, and there's like a prison brawl, and he like Coyote Ugly style gets up and does stand-up comedy, or, and that's what <laughs> stops the prison Hell brawl. Hell no, H2O! With my, with my, prison, with my, with my prison pen. I'm just kidding. Uh, I've watched Deadpool 2 recently, oh, so sorry. Oh, my God. So um, here, here's the thing, Tyler, and this is why... I'm with Ben, and I can tell you that's bullshit. You know why you're afraid to do improv? Is because no, or no, afraid to do stand up. Afraid to do stand up is because you're afraid that the setup to your jokes won't work. Because if you're an improver, you're just feeding off what's already been said. Well, I think I think we talked about this. I we talked about this. I Lamar. don't want to be a storytelling uh, comedian. Like, so don't, it's, it's the same thing with like Aaron Sorkin. Don't do like, it. I, but don't the thing be is, a I don't want to be like Anthony Jeselnik, who I have a lot of respect for and love. Um, you know, I it's it, I know he's I know he's very, very you know he's one of those comedians where a lot of people don't like and a lot of people do. I just he's he's South Park to me and I love right. him to death. But like I I I I can't find that little niche of what I want to be because I feel like what I want what I will probably do might be so close to Carlos Mencia and it terrifies me. No, no, no. So this is what I'll tell you to do, and it's going to be weird, but please listen to the quote-unquote, giant, quote-unquote, stand-up specials of uh, Silent Bob, his name's Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Evening with Kevin Smith. Smith. That's yeah. why I do podcasts, though, because yeah. I can talk, and I like, I try to be funny, but it's a different... But the thing because is... Because I, have, I, need, I need to bounce off of somebody else. No, you don't. The thing is, is that, like, separate what you think comedians are, which is oh, a yeah, setup, yeah. a punchline, or a story to a setup oh, of no, a punchline. no, no. Tyler, you have so many things with just doing these podcasts. Just talk about what's been going on. But stop the, thinking about making a joke. Just get up there. It's like, did you know that I accidentally stepped on the foot of Tom Cruise because he was shorter than my hip? Just do shit like that, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will. I, I, I will. He fell out of his papoose. <laughs> He was in. He was an agent pouch. I give you. Tom, I give you another year. Trouble. A kangaroo. I give you another year. I give you another year before. Uh, I, I, I will say that the Kevin Smith. Those aren't stand up because again he is answering questions and the questions are prompting him. Kevin Smith got a single question and talked <laughs> for ninety minutes. He did. He did. Yeah. If in, you in need a, a single question, I will start all your sets. Hey Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about San Diego Comic-Con 2018? Like, can you talk, oh, man, San Diego. Can you talk no. about why Kung Fu Panda is the greatest film of all time? Yes. <laughs> if you need that, that'd be a great end. I mean, I could, Just I mean, okay. Put, you would be scenes from a hat for 10 minutes yeah. if that's what you need. <laughs> but it's so great. And I'm just saying... Get out of your head. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering, because you said, oh, I don't know what time, I haven't figured out what type of comedian I would want to be. The best place to figure that out is on the motherfucking stage. It's true. That's very, yeah. very, very, very Open true. mics. Open and I think mics. that you, you could do the same thing. I, I, what I was going to say is we have both moderated before. Uh, I've, you moderated a At loop AX, in the third. Congrats, I know. Like, Jesus. holy shit. You, like, you, Wait, you, where did I moderate it? AX? You did AX the Rama panel, You're, right? Lupin. Lupin. No, I didn't do a Lupin panel. You did a panel for AX this year. I did not do a panel for AX what this year. What did you do for AX? I didn't do... I, no, I wasn't. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. i it wasn't, it wasn't a panel. I was just in like uh, introducing a, a movie. <laughs> That's still pretty still. dope. 
That's so Maybe. hard. But that was, it was also, I was like cosplaying Pichico Mine, so it's more, my titties were in front, and I said, here's a movie. That's, and then okay, I ended look, up and be like, as a person who spends a lot of time on the internet, you have to have more than titties sometimes. Yeah. Like, like I, there are great titties in the world, but sometimes a personality just elevates those things. I, I will say this. I have t- my two favorite comedians of all time are Patton Oswald and Joan Rivers. I think Joan Rivers is the, and I will You've say said this. said that. I Joan think Rivers. Joan Rivers is, I think, probably the most important comedian in the past 50 years. Uh, I think she was, I, I, which is another reason why we even did the red carpet cosplay videos, because I wasn't me making fun of Joan Rivers. It's like she she has the biggest impact. Homages. on every, I think she's a comedian for everybody. Homage. Thank you. Uh, and, thank you. <laughs> but, um, like, I, and she talks about that a lot. She's like, she just wanted to get on stage and just melt people's minds. Uh, and I think that you maybe like having that idea because the thing is you, you've done stuff on stage and you've been you've impacted people i mean you hell you cosplayed as a character amazingly and you got to introduce the film that's fucking hard and so many people would be like like i don't know if i can handle it you you and you did it and you kicked you kicked ass because my friend caitlin who is now your friend as well <laughs> told you so as well and i heard all of her praise and will... you, like like You've gotten over a huge hump. I think comedy and you doing something and being yourself and telling jokes is going to be so easy and great. I will say this. We, uh, Mandy and I, both uh, emceed the cosplay contest at... Um, Ronin. Oh, we did. we did! Yeah. See, you've done and this stuff. I just blacked it out! And here's the thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I could have done that on my own. And I'm sure that everyone will disagree with me. But I don't know that I... Because I, I always feel like that kind of stuff where it's like hosting that kind of event, I feel really out of my element and really uncomfortable. And I feel like you carried... First of all, you carried that. Absolutely, no, you did. I invited myself to that Because <laughs> it was... Because Danny asked you, and I was like, isn't it weird that, like, shouldn't he have, like, a cosplay person do yeah. for a cosplay yeah. well, thing? And they'd be like, oh, do you want to do it too? <laughs> well, Danny, Danny said, do you want to co-host? Do you think you should ask Mandy? And that happened... Like almost at the same time as you said, can I do this? And so it was. I got. It's like you and you and Danny double teams me to to, to go with. Uh, but I, I I don't think yeah, I would have handled it. I, on my own. I won't name her. Danny asked me about uh, somebody else's on the uh, on my web on GGG, and he's like, "Do you think she would want to host?" She knows nothing about anime or anything Ronin Expo represents. And I'm just like, let me ask. And she goes, "No." And I was like, "No." <laughs> I my approach. So, because because Danny's like I've moderated Q and A panels. Like I, uh, uh, he had me he had me moderate a Q and A with Richard Epcar a couple of years ago because he knew that I know Richard. But I I was but I it was one of those things where I'm not familiar with. I don't know who that is. Who is L- it? Uh, Richard Sorry. Epcar. He's a voice actor. He's done oh, okay. a ton of stuff. He's he's Jigen. He's Jigen. He's, he's in, in Kingdom Hearts. He he's is in... is he is he Zemnis? It's entirely possible. He's one of. Was he Norded? Just kidding, sorry. That was stupid. I mean, because he's either Zemnis or or Xehanort. He's like one of those dudes that is the exact same dude. He's one of those. But to a more general audience, he is the Joker in the Injustice games, and he's Raiden in Mortal Kombat. He is so good. Oh, okay, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, his Raiden voice is just like Stern Jigen. Like, that's That's really all it is. But but I I knew uh, Richard. I met him through um, uh, my friend Dino. Um, Dino Andrade, voice actor, Scarecrow, and Arkham Asylum. Oh, He's a dropped, bunch of people. Us, thank you, thank you very much. Sorry. No, it's just for the audience, you dingle. I know. Yeah, plum. Just joking. Anyway, so 
Um, I love that joke. So I, 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 I cannot stand people who name drop, which is a conversation I was having with Kanye West the other day. Um, <laughs> Did you just call <laughs> him <laughs> Car- like Car- Carne Asada West? That is his full legal name. He that would like be amazing it. if it was true. I, I he, would like him anyway, if it was. So, him and Snoop Dogg should just like change their names like every year just to like really throw So I thought you meant like they swap their yeah. names. <laughs> they, yeah. they, just, they just do a trading <laughs> places. Both of them? I, I, I want to, uh, before we get too far, I want to make sure that Ben gets to answer the yes. initial question. Yeah. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's oh, the initial question, which I will come back to. But like, okay. I, um, I, I, I do. I have before uh, Mandy and I started dating because you're obviously the the bigger weeb, and you've definitely like pulled, sucked me into this world. But I get asked to do a lot of like moderating and Q and As and stand up at anime shows, and anime has not been my world for so long. And now now it is. But like my philosophy has always been: if someone asks you to do something and it is out of your comfort zone, say yes because if you if it doesn't work, no harm no foul. You don't have to do it again. If it does work, that's amazing. But either way, you're pushing yourself into a new area. Absolutely. And now I only do comedy and make conventions. So, but the question, the question yeah. you originally asked was, um, are there any comedians that I'm that we're worried about being too close to? No, it's not even that. Or, just, just it's just the fact you're just like I have to yeah, have a barrier. I don't want to be like yeah. this person. I mean, because there, there are so many different answers to that question. Because I yeah. I know that like my flavor is very heavily influenced by both Dave Gorman um, and um, because people. People keep comparing me to John Oliver, and I feel like I've probably assimilated some of Oliver's. I just don't just get it. It's just the accent. I just, just I don't accent. see it. My, my... I think it's the accent and being like put upon by things that don't actually matter. <laughs> yeah. I would honestly say yeah. you were closer to Lewis Black. Interesting. Okay, I've, yeah. that's not a connection. Because you get, I've you made get a bit ang- like John Oliver seems comedy. like you, you, yes, you get, you get, you get, uh, you get ramped up. It's not even, yeah, the, it's not, yeah. Like, like it's you are Lewis Black. On Xanax. Whereas, like, when, <laughs> when when John Oliver gets ramped up, he looks on the verge of tears, mm. which is also very funny of watching this very proper British. Think... Like, I mean, not in the sense, but he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, not a, it's not like in, like, uh, Lewis Black seems like very aggressive when he gets ramped up, and yeah. John Oliver is not aggressive at all. So it's kind of funny He's watching baby. him try. Yeah, yes. baby. you were so right. John now. No, baby. I see it. Nope, I don't have well, a nope. So I'm always worried that I'm I'm too close. Like I've had the I've, I've had the discussion with at least two of the three of you in this room about would the Twelve Days of Christmas bit work better with like cue cards or with a PowerPoint presentation? And the debate I constantly have with myself is if I do a PowerPoint presentation to accompany it, am I then just being Dave Gorman? What at what point do I stop being me? I Which think it's better I... with words and you are just like like listen, you're matching the shit with me. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. See, I want it with cue cards mostly because I want you to fuck up the cue cards. I want to watch <laughs> you get mad and throw an a cue card. That, that, that's called that's that's called an internal, like, uh, or like, uh, we'll fling a cue card into I'm, an I'm audience. I'm really at an impasse at that question. Like, I feel like it's good. It's more because, like, because you've said, oh, the issue with, like, having cue cards that you might mess up and, like, grab too many or, like, with your hands it might be a struggle. And be like, no, that's the bit that's going to make it funny, especially when you're angry and then everything mm. just falls down and then you just give up so half, like, no saying, more cue cards. So what you're saying is my disability is funny. Yes. Cool. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I you know what? It, it works. It, that angle works a lot with a lot of comedians. Um, one I, of my favorite I, comedians I, right I, now is the guy with um, uh, 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 Tourette's. 
Um, yeah. uh, I forgot his name. Oh my god, he's yeah. so. There's a bit of him. You gotta bring it down. Oh no, was no, no. he on Amer- America's? Uh... He was the one that was on Conan America's for the Kids Go Singing. Amer- uh, <gasps> oh, that's right. They had that guy too. No, I thought he just had ticks. I don't think he had like. Was it? Act- a form of Tourette's. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I... Had, he... No, he was just stutter. He was just stutter. Stutter. Yeah, the stutterer. No, there's that's a guy. With, uh, he, I think he had a fourth time on Conan. I'm forgetting. I cannot believe I forget his name right now. But uh, oh my god, he's so so good. I want you to have cue cards. The first one that comes up is Samuel J. Comro. There's Preacher Lawson, Drew Lynch. Oh, this is a just different. Thing. I'll figure. It, I'll figure it out. But anyways, um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so deep in thought of like rather you should have props for the twelve things of Christmas. I don't think so. I, I I I I look at it and I'm like, it's very. It's very PowerPoint ready. Because yeah. is the thing, I already I have my phone in my hand because there's no way for me to remember those specific right. numbers. If so I have I, those I, numbers come up on But the thing is, a... is that the reason I love you having a phone is because it feels like you're a, angry like, at your phone. What is it like? Not the spotless mind, but like you wrote these numbers all over your room. Beautiful mind. Beautiful yeah. mind. Like you, beautiful mind. Is like, <laughs> Look at this shit. There's. 15,000 birds! I think, I think <laughs> Lamar, tell me whether or not, like, how you feel about this. I feel like it depends on the, the on the room. Depends mm, on the size yeah. of the room. If, you need something to translate it from far away. If you, if you have a prop, you can do it bigger. Back, if you do a stage as big as AX when we meet, yes. I. But you still need to have the manic, spotless mind feel to it. I have, that's the only back. I, have, I have two things. I agree on it depends on the Size location. Yes. But I, I would say I, I think with Sam Kinison, like Sam Kinison went on an economic bit where he just threw out numbers and everything like that. And he did it in a way I think you do exactly the same thing where you were just shouting it at the audience. You have your phone, but you're still shouting the audience to where they just see numbers in their own head. And they're thinking with you, like, that is ridiculous. And like, like it, it's, it, I think having a visual representation of a PowerPoint might destroy that because people will see mm. it as opposed to think it and really feel it. Well, but I think there's and, a difference um, between like me saying that's 12 birds and having the number 12 on the screen and then me explaining, yeah. like, how am I going to fit these 60 birds in my one-bedroom studio apartment? I just imagine a slate where just like yeah. nothing but different types of but, birds. Yeah. <laughs> I want but, something, uh, I want like a little like picture of like a box that is your apartment and you just have little magnets that you gotta go put. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and so birds. what, and my whole thing is I think that if you had a big stage, I think that would be hilarious, is that you have the stool. I think it would be hilarious to have one of those accounting uh, like calculators with the printed paper. And you just get so mad, and you just grab it, and you are literally just typing and telling people and just having and like having like the sheet just get longer and I longer. Think if, and longer. I just want to bring us back to the very fact that Ben, <laughs> you've created a joke so prolific. Yeah, it's so great that we just constantly think about things about it. How could we do it differently? What could be changed? But yeah. I think I think it's not even to improve it. It's, it's just it's just a different it's way. Just a different, it's, yeah. it's also something that like I know like we've talked about the prop thing and. I you can say after this of whether or not you want this actually in the podcast or you can tell yeah. them to cut it out. But we've talked again with your disability and sometimes it's hard to do all of all of that all effort of that. Yeah. and having like all of the extreme emotion on there. Like yeah. it's it's hard on you physically. So if, yeah. part of like the having a prop is that you can kind of rather than throwing your body, you can throw it. Because thing. I, I've definitely like I've and I'm, I've I'm, seen you break I'm, yourself for that guy. I'm comfortable joke. talking about this. On we can keep this in. I'm absolutely comfortable uh, talking about my. Can I? Can I? Can I yeah. cut? I mean, because we, we've been doing this for a while. I always bring up 
my ADHD, my depression, my, my anxiety a lot. And like, I know for a fact, if I became a comedian, that that's my go-to. That that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be me. It's it's, it's me making yeah. fun of those three mental illnesses, and that's all I want to say. Yeah. For it's it's interesting because I I I have almost no jokes about my fibromyalgia in my set. I don't know that any of the people in this room have seen me do any of my fibro material. I think maybe Mandy and Lamar have seen me do one joke, which is my joke about having a like a bad short-term memory, which I then follow with the same joke again, um, <laughs> which is literally like. <laughs> And that's less of a. I, I feel like you usually do that at like comedy clubs. You need an explanation as to why you have this on there. Either you hold my phone or I write my set on yeah, my hand. It's to keep people yeah. from heckling you. Yeah, and writing my set on my hand allows me to do my very, very good my 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 comedy trainer Sarah Palin joke, which I then follow with the and the other the other advice she gave me was make sure my jokes are topical. Um, but those jokes don't always get laughs. Those are just for me, and that's fine. But I very rarely do jokes about my disability on stage because I already like, here's the thing I am right now, as we sit in this room in, uh, you know, the end of September in 2019, I am British. I am bisexual. I am non-binary. I am an immigrant. And that's already, I'm tall. I have red hair. Wait, and, and you're the number one speed runner for, and I'm the, number, and I'm, the I, I'm, a, I'm a world record speed runner. And that's, that's five things. I'm ignoring the speed running. That's four things. When I get up on stage, I'm already four things before you get to I'm disabled. I don't mm. want I don't really want to be defined by any of those four things. I make jokes about being bisexual. I make some jokes about being British. I have not yet done any material about being non-binary. I have almost no material about being disabled because my I don't, I don't know if fear is the right word. My concern is that if I do material about being disabled then i become the disabled comedian yeah, yeah. And i don't want to do a, that it's kind of a double-edged sword like you i'm pretty sure like mandy has seen me arrive at clubs and venues when performing with my cane struggling to walk but when i get up on stage i you wouldn't know that i was that i, I had any kind of disability it because be it's important adrenaline? Hmm? Would it be the adrenaline? Well, no, it's because I make myself. I make, whether okay. there's adrenaline or not, like yeah, when I've I get never up, never seen you perform with it. Now when I get up on it. stage, like the 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 only time you will, if you ever see me, and Lamar has seen this bit, Mandy has seen this bit, I think Tyler has seen this bit, but the the the, um, the bit I do about um, uh, dogs and time, and where I do my breakdown as the dog after the like, I will do that bit. If I'm not physically feeling it, I will not drop to my knees. So if you've ever seen me do that bit where I just kind of like hunch over a little bit, but I don't fall to my knees, that's when you know, oh no, he's not good. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the like, tell. I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> you've had, like, I've had seen you the next day after that bit, yeah. and it's like, oh, you're not getting out of bed. Yeah. I've, I, uh, the scariest you've ever done for me was the Boba one where you, once again, some, something just clicked in you, and you just went for it, and you was as animated as I've ever seen you. And then when <laughs> you, you were got amazing. off the stage, and, and, and that was my you went outside, and, and you laid you, the fuck down. Yeah. You yeah. went down yeah. on the concrete. On the concrete. Yeah. I'm like, Ben, are you okay? And that was my introduction to your comedy. I, I do want to spin off, so you mentioned of like not wanting to lean on yeah. the... My cane, literally. Yeah, lean <laughs> on your cane. For your comedy haven't defined you like i kind of like again i kind of mentioned that there's working on what i'm going to do for stand-up like there's things that i know are funny and a lot of those are like oh here's the bits about me like it's the fact that, like oh being biracial being kind of like 
a woman and somewhat yeah. of a slutty woman, I can like kind of you know those things. And so that's like that's half my bit. What do you what <laughs> your your description of yourself as a biracial, bicoastal, bisexual bitch is one of my favorite things that you've ever said with your mouth. Yeah, it's me. I'm very mad because my brother ended up being bipolar and not me. And I was like, you took it from me. Because he's also... I'm a, the bees of he's, the family. Because he's also a biracial, bicoastal, bisexual oh. bitch, but also has... He got one up on me, and I hate him. He's got more bees. So we're going to punch I like him. this. It's a good bit. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Um, so I know that I'm going to have, like, especially early on, have that bit, because I feel like that's an easy way to get a laugh from my audience and get them on my side of like, oh, I laughed at this person. I will go with this person. Is he older it. than you, too? No. He's oh. younger than me. Which is why you stole then, yeah, everything yeah, from me. Um, but so those are the things that like I'm probably going to lean on when I first do it. But there's like things that I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, here's the stuff that I actually like. It's likely going to bomb the first time. It was likely going to bomb the first like three or four times I do it. But uh, damn it, the the Bachelor is America's anime, and people need to know about it. Oh my god. It is a harem anime. It's, it's America's harem anime. It's Love Live. No, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, get out. <laughs> Love Live is not a harem. How dare you? It's they're, not? No, they're, they're not after any guy. It's, oh, I, it's yeah, an idol true. anime. How dare you? That's true. Is it really? Yeah. Even These I girls have that. Vi- God. I, Wait. I no what idea. did I say? I meant Love Hina. Sorry. Love Hina, yeah. I meant Love that Hina. <laughs> Sorry. No, that is Love Hyena. That's a strip club in uh, in downtown LA. I'm Full all... of hyenas. Yes, it's just hyenas. No one gets out alive. That's that's my kink. Um... <laughs> Death. <laughs> Death have... hyenas. They call that depression. That's not a fetish. But you know what? They but you know what? They laugh me to death, so that's great. That was terrible. Edit that out. <laughs> Love of God, I'm not going to. Um, Don't edit out your bad joke, Tyler. Good luck, future Tyler. See, this is why I won't be ever comedian. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I, I'm so excited. We're going to have a lot of fun yeah. at, at LA Comic Con. Uh, I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be good times. And uh, yeah, one of your panels, Ben. On Saturday, October 12th at 3 p.m., we are doing My Improv Academia, which is a Who's Line-style improv comedy game show with uh, uh, anime themes and prompts. And then on uh, Sunday, October 13th, at 3 p.m., we are doing Would I Lie to You, which is based on the BBC comedy panel show of the same name, where two teams of very funny people tell lies at each other for points. Uh, and then following that... That's uh, just Thanksgiving dinner yeah, for basically, me with my family. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I definitely have a boyfriend, Dylan. Um, and then at 4 o'clock on October the 13th, uh, we are doing Bucko's Modern Laugh, stand-up comedy for us. That is... Uh, geek themed stand up comedy where I'll be performing, I'll be emceeing. Uh, Mandy will be making her comedy debut. And Ooh. she'll be killing it too. Lamar, yes. I'll be killing something. Wait, what was the time again? Uh, four o'clock. So, right after. Right after Would I Lie to You, we are making a beeline over to room 407 to do stand up comedy. To die. I'm going to be a dead man. On yeah. Sunday, I have three panels in a row. Yeah. From 10, oh 11, and 12. You're crazy. Cool. And then I think I have another one at three or four. Yeah, so you're going to be late. Out. You are going to be late for uh, not Would I on Lie Saturday. to You. No, on Saturday, you're going to be lie on, uh, late for my improv, right? Yeah, for like yes. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because I have, t- I have two. And I have two on Saturday and yeah. four on Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, performing uh, Bucko's Modern Laugh, I'm going to be emceeing. Mandy's going to be making a comedy debut. Lamar will be there. Lamar will be there. 
Lamar will be a pirate. Lamar he blows. Um, Marcellus will be performing, and my friend Erin McShane, who is uh, a delightfully hilarious, uh, gently geeky comedian, she will also be there. We'll be making you laugh That's for amazing. however many minutes they've allocated for us. Oh, oh 70. No. We have a 70 minute That's great. It's 4 till 5.20. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so I will not be taking up much of that. No. Um, <laughs> You're going to be great, though. Four to five, that is 80. 80. Okay. I, f- I figure I'll just give everyone 10 minutes and see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Probably a good idea. That's amazing. So, I'm so proud yeah. of you. Yeah, I'm, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be the first time I. It's the first time I've like pitched a comedy show to a convention, and they've gone, yeah, because I usually leave that up to Lamar. And I asked Lamar, did you pitch anything for LA Comic Con? And he was like, no. I, I rarely pitch things for comic book conventions. I wanna, yeah. I'm giving it. I want to do more of it. I figure if you handle the anime, and I'll handle the comic conventions, and we'll yeah. see what happens. And but with our uh, powers combined, we are Captain yeah. Planet. You're Captain. <laughs> we're, we're, we are we are Captain Comedy. When Captain Hammett. <laughs> Because they ham it up. Yeah, we do. I love out, it. out, <laughs> out. Yes, just like the cousin Hamlet. Cut. Out. <laughs> That's what they say when they go to the literary convention. Out. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead funny. <laughs> are if I ever do comedy at a Shakespeare convention, that's what I'm calling this show. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. And I'm, I have unnecessary debates at eleven o'clock on eleven thirty. Eleven thirty on Sunday, I have some amazing comedians and guests on that. It, I, I, that's like the weirdest one. Am I on that? Unfortunately, no, I'm so sorry. I can't remember what I'm doing. No, uh, no, uh, the panel I had you on, you got, you got, yeah, get denied. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, Abed Geith, a writer on Rick and Morty, good friend of mine, and he's also the real life inspiration for Abed and Community. Oh, nice. And uh, then I have uh, Shondalia White, who is an amazing comedian. She's phenomenal. She's also in Marvel's uh, the Run the Runaways. And then I have Ed Greer from uh, Screen Screen Junkies. He also has his own podcast called uh, Nerd Goat, and they were their guests on the last episode as nice. well. Yeah, uh, Ed, Ed's amazing. And then I have Ruth Ann Thompson. You know Ruth. Oh Ann. yeah, Ruth's great. And then I have uh, Secunda Wood, who is a voice actor. She's in so many things. Like and, and uh, uh, recently the new um, How to Train Your Dragon show that's on I think Amazon Prime. Nice. And then I have one more. Or is that it? Was that six It's people? a mystery guest. No, it's... Oh, and then I have Hannibal Taboo, who is an amazing writer, uh, Image Top Cow. Uh, I mean, I try to get everybody from all completely different kind of type of geek, geek culture. So, And uh, yeah, Hannibal is one of the best freaking arguers of all time. He has his own panel called the... like the, the uh, It's like a... It's a huge... It's called something like Hero, Superhero Smackdown or something like that. It's insane. And it's great. I was on it once and got destroyed by a real-life lawyer in comic historian <laughs> and uh good good time and uh, oh he was also unnecessary debater jim thompson but um anyways yeah so that's that's unnecessary debates and then we have reinventing monsters with a whole bunch of monster writers and people who've just done a lot of crazy monsters that's on saturday and then also on sunday we have tales of the comic book shop at the same time as the one that i'm moderating for some for some friends which is a dnd uh, it's their dnd panel so go see Maddie from Indie Comics moderate Tales of the Comic Book Shop, or come see me moderate my friend's panel about D&D at the same time on Sunday as well. And I think that's at, either at 3 or that's at 4. I can't remember them uh, on the top of my head. And um, 
a bunch of other panels. And then I'm on a podcasting panel for Fanbase Press. Wow. Lots of love busy, to Fanbase Press. Yeah. You're a regular and Lamar I have Harris. Network, and, <laughs> and I have to network somehow in the exhibit hall, too. So that's going to be fun. Jesus. Do you have a list of all of your panels somewhere where listeners could go and look at the times? I will make a list on the website. So Perfect. Uh, I, have, I have half of them on there. I just needed to get everybody else. I have my panels listed. I just don't have the other one. Everybody else's panels. I'm on. panels listed. So. I will do that. I'll do that today. At or some point... At some point, you have to have me back on to talk about Doctor Who. A thousand percent. Uh, or get the Game of Rassilon crew on to talk about the podcast, because oh, yeah. I know we'd love to. But I do want to pitch that we do a Doctor Who actual play role-playing game podcast where we're playing the Doctor Who role-playing game. We have our own Doctor, played brilliantly by comedian Riley Silverman. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own companions, including uh, Travis, who is played by... Dan Peck, who's a Family Guy writer, and uh, Amelia Earhart, who is played by Melinda Catherine Gross. And then I write the campaign. Yes. Uh, and then uh, my friend Michael Nixon and I uh, write the campaign, IGM. Michael also plays a recurring character on the show. We just wrapped up our first season, the episode. Yep. At the time this, uh, this drops, our last, our last episode of the season would have gone up last week? Because it's the Wednesday yes. just gone. So... Um, we are about to start production on season two, which we expect will launch in uh, in January. So now is a good time. We did 19 episodes. Um, now is a really good time. If you like tabletop role-playing games or Doctor Who or the spaces where those two things meet, please, please listen to our podcast. Yeah, and we'll We're have you guys on the show well. proud of it. That, yeah. it that's, that's, some, that's on the plan and stuff like that. It makes sense because there are going to be some things happening next year with the podcast. Ooh. Yes. All right. Thank you guys again for being on. I am so proud of you and you're going to kick but what hey, else Mandy, you got you for us, tell us what you're doing? I have I I don't have much going on. <laughs> um I got an Instagram. You can see my butt at Mandicasedia. Um Be careful but, of opening that Instagram at work. Get yeah, be be very careful. Also, fuck turfs. Fuck turfs. Absolutely fuck, fuck turfs. turfs. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag fuck turf. Astros can <laughs> suck my penis. Um Hi, I'm Lamar. Uh, You're my co-host. I am the co-host of this particular <laughs> podcast. Uh, I am. I will be also at Los Angeles Comic Con doing all the comedian things with Ben. Uh, Would I lie to you? My Improv Academia and uh, Rocco's Modern Laugh or Bucko's, Bucko's Modern, Modern Laugh because I like a shitty pun. Rocco's Modern Laugh. I love it. I just got confirmed. I will definitely be at Anime Los Angeles. I do not know how many panels I'll be allowed to do. The chairman of Anime Los Angeles and the director of programming have both told me I am not allowed to do 20 panels. They cannot stop me. Um, if they, you know, if you need someone <laughs> to tag in for some panels. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. No, I have, <laughs> I know a guy. I have you guys booked for a few. Wait, are, you, are you guys giving out your schedules into like 20? I got a 2020 thing I'm doing. Do it. Um, I'll be doing a Rise of the Night poll show LA February 14th and 15th. I, it's... Our Pulse Studio does a thing, and I Is that it's very the bunny heads. Yeah, slash three more <laughs> bunny heads. I don't. It's, it's still very early, so I don't know what I'm doing. I might be in a bunny head again, in which case I will die because you can't breathe in those, and Ooh. they want you upside so down. So if you want to see Manda Quesadilla uh, do a pole dancing show, you pervs, come down to. It's, it's not pervs. It's art. Yeah, it's Rise of the Night Avalon Hollywood. I don't know if they've put tickets out because again, you're gonna be at the Avalon. Oh yeah, I last year they did Avalon Hollywood. Oh I've, Jesus! I have been on the Avalon Hollywood stage. Yes. Yeah, that's like four months away. That's a long time. That's a long way away. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. if you like, if you like looking at Mandy's butt on Instagram, you can be in the room with the butt. 
Yeah, be in the room with the butt. In the room with the butt needs to be a t-shirt. Oh, be uh, Mandy in the room with the butt is the weirdest clue solved. After LA Comic Con, we're going to be doing Bakersfield. And then I'm going to go to Designer Con just to walk around and hang out and do a little bit of interviews here and there. So that's it. Anyways, thank you guys so much for being on. Lamar, thank you. Thank you for being thank my you, co-host. Andy, Tyler. Thank, thank you, been, guys oh, yeah, you know, we, oh, I didn't have you on last episode. We, I had your replacement on. Uh, Alina was, was, uh, was my co-host. So anyways. Harry yeah. Lamar. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Harry I'm smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on iTunes or, or not iTunes anymore. It is now Apple Podcasts because they hate me and Google <laughs> Podcasts and Stitcher, Spotify, all the other stuff. Go to website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. Go to also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And also, I, I, we are going to be doing Let's Plays on our YouTube. So our YouTube is going to be active again. Yes. And um, there's so much more. Lamar, where can they find you? They can find me on uh, Instagram at Lamar the Con Guy, and my Twitter is still the old the One Afro Ninja. You can also find me with the One Afro Ninja on Facebook. I, I am at Mandy Quesadilla, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm also on Tumblr, even though that's dead. <laughs> I'm Ben Padden everywhere. Twitter, Instagram are the two main ones. Facebook as well. Um, and please listen to The Game of Rassilon. You can find it in your podcasting application of choice or just go to thegameofrassilon.com or adventuresintimeand.space. Oh, that's right. All righty. And uh, so come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. 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 GGG